0: This cat's got some fight left in it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Today I'm sitting around the table with the Crown Killers, everybody's favorite ruffians. We have Xavi, we have yeah, sweet, we have Drew, and we have a new affiliate member G'day. of the Crown Killers. It's your second favorite tabaxi key. So before we start off, today guys you are going to go around the table introduce your character's name race class as per usual but today you're also going to tell our lovely viewers what your character smells like
1: oh you don't want to know
0: okay so roll to see who goes first off you go
2: oh yeah first roll of the day
0: sorry shavi you get to choose whether you go first or last
2: i'll go i'll go first
0: i'll go first. Oh, right. I'm i'll go first. brave
2: ha. <laughs> so I will be playing Shavi Littlefoot. He is a halfling rogue assassin and he smells like peach and daisies. Mm. Why? Cuz he's fucking delightful. Lovely.
3: He's <laughs> <laughs> just sweet, you're up.
4: My character is Jessui Undu, he's a uh, high elf rogue gunslinger and uh, he smells of now. Forgive my pronunciation. Uh Morve herbe et virilité.
3: Weed and manliness. <laughs> 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 Love it. Accurate. Love it.
0: Your
4: next,
3: Key. I am playing Key. He is a tabaxi monk, way of the shadow. Currently smells like, and ironically, I'm so sorry, dude, but he actually also smells like peaches for mm. unrelated circumstances that have mm-hmm. yet to be revealed. Ooh. There you Ooh. go. Secret peach smell. All right. With that note, yes, my character is Drew Eid. He
1: is a human druid. For him, he would be, he would have a, Absolutely, just delicious smell to another skunk. <laughs>
5: All
0: right, so guys, last time we left off, you guys were in a bit of a pickle. The Crown Killers were in a you're in Big a center bada-boom. point in which you were deciding which way you were going to lean, whether you were going to move off on your own, whether you were going to follow Delnac, the outcast, or whether you were going to ally yourself with Arden and Cassian and and do that job. So basically, the last thing that you guys did was you went to the Valiant Odyssey due to the Word that you gave to Achilles as he requested an audience with you. After that, Arden asked Jesuit to get in contact with his people in Elmira in the city in the clouds to open up communication to find his contact. Jesuit said that this is going to cost you a little bit of money, so he gave you 1200 gold to start off with, with 1200 gold to uh, be given to you at the time of completion. At that time, You got a secret message and at that time you evacuated the premises just in time to see a massive explosion. Mm -hmm.
5: Mm. So
0: that was where we left off with you guys and we're going to cut back in with you guys standing in the streets that in your rearview mirror. The three of you stand in the cul-de-sac in which the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild lies, or it did lie. You look behind you and you can see it in smoulders. You see people on fire running out of the windows. You can see people in the streets just running in panic. You can see a wagon skidding to a halt and crashing into the side as the horses just rear out of fear. You look around to the corner and you see the billow of a dark cloak that moves towards the south side disappearing in an alley, a person whose identity you know. At that, you look towards each other having rushed out of the building. You hear people beginning to mobilize and move towards the Valiant Odyssey, helping each other out as best they can. Everybody roll perception checks, please.
1: 25. 25, sorry.
0: 14. You're focusing in on the flames. They're just encompassing your entire vision. You can smell the burning wood and you can even start to hear people uh, beginning to actually burn alive. However, Drew and Shavi, you begin looking at the silhouettes of the skyline. And in the distance, you unmistakably see it, Drew being a keen animal lover. Something winged, Something in the shape of a griffin, three to four of them swooping down towards the street, and they begin to veer in your direction. You all hear a booming voice coming from one of the people on the back of that griffin and says, "In the name of the law of Cadmia, you three, halt! You've been seen evacuating the scene of a crime. What do you three do?" Oh, we're legging it.
1: Holy shit, that was unexpected. All right, On three, what are we doing? three, two running?" running? gtfo
4: bolt yeah all right. <laughs> Let's Okay. Go. different directions different directions 17 17, 17.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so at this do all three of you split duck or night? Duck, duck duck so you watch then as these three individuals Shavi, the small halfling bolts in one direction just the handsome health another and drew e the ugliest human you've ever seen begins running off into the city street alleys i need you all to roll athletics checks please while i roll for these flying griffin boys
1: Oh, nat 20, baby. Oh, speedy boy. I was thinking about turning to something fast, but should have jumped on yeah, my there
0: we go. That's what we wanted, 18. All right. So at that moment, you watch as you're running quicker than the wind, the first time that you have actually been in trouble with the law in quite a while. You begin busting through the city streets. Shavi, you turn down an alleyway, a very narrow one, and you begin running around this this set of barrels. And as you do, you look above this the roof line and you can see this griffin just bearing down, looking at you. It seems they have also peeled off one following each of you. Just where you begin running down the main street, looking for crowds of people to just duck and weave in between. And as you do, you look towards your right and you can see Drew has also ducked down another alleyway and is beginning to fence jump as he's starting to run by. All of you seeming to keep pace. You look up and you can see that the three Griffins chasing you are pretty well above you, looking down and seeing where you are going. I need you all now to roll a D4. So we'll start with Drew and then I'll ask for what you two got. What did you get, Drew? Two. Two. Okay, so as you begin running down and fence jumping, you get into this open street. And as you get into the open street, you hear this horse rear. And as it does, this wagon moves directly in front of you. The rider says, get out of the way. Uh, You need to roll a dexterity save for me, please. Six. Six. So you watch as the horse directly butts against you. You take three points of bludgeoning damage as the hoof hits you directly into the face, doing no more damage to your face than was already there before. You watch as the Griffin begins swooping downwards Making and it seems to, be, seems to be gaining on you. Uh, as it screeches down, you can watch and see this guy, this, um, this city guardsman in this yellow and green, pointing down towards you, and you watch as he's got manacles in his hand and a spear in the other, and it looks like he's about to rear and throw it at you. Jasui, what did you get? Two. Jasui, you begin running through the crowd, as I said before, and you're ducking and weaving. You move down this small alleyway and you hear the merriment and the music of a tavern to your left and as that music gets louder you notice a door had been opened and you watch as this drunkard just gets heaved by his pants in front of you uh out of the tavern door uh what do you do to try and get out of the way uh backflip all right roll an acrobatics check for me that still only gives me a 13. 13 is good enough as as you begin running you do one of those flips where you're running forward and you backflip forward and the person the drunkard just falls directly underneath you splashes in the mud and as you land on your feet, you just start to run at pace once again. You look behind you and the griffin rider seems to be falling, falling back, just trying to look for you in the crowd. What did you get, Shelby? Oh. As you begin running through this alleyway, you're ducking and weaving through the smaller crevices of Cadmia because you can fit. And basically, as you look up, you can see that the griffin rider seems to be directly above you. You can see a set of barrels that seems to lead into a two-story tavern window or there is a pathway to your side that continues on street level. Which one would you like to take?
2: Uh, I will take cover through the window.
0: Alright, so as you begin climbing up the barrels, I'll need you to make an acrobatics or athletics check.
2: That will be 20, not natural.
0: Alright, so graceful like a mountain goat climbing up these barrels. You begin flipping and weaving, and then you eventually get yourself through the window and half hitch your way through it. As you do... Uh, you immediately hear the sound of a woman and a man just saying, What are you doing? Get out of here! And you can see them pull the blanket up above them and what do you do? You can see a door across the other way and a bed to your left.
2: Oh my god, okay. Door across the road and bed to my left. I I'm gonna keep running, yeah, straight through the door.
0: You immediately run opening the door and closing it as you do, and you can hear the man comforting the woman as you as you do. And as you look towards the left and the right, you can see that there's staircase going down and there's merriment in the tavern below. And there seems to be more rooms going to the to the uh, left of you. Which way would you like to go? We're going down to
2: the merriment.
0: Alright, so as you go down, you can hear the music beginning to blare. It's this fiddle music that seems to be quite joyous. And you can see that this is quite a popular tavern. There seems to be many people meandering around this area. And at that, I need you to roll a stealth check for me to hide within this natural cover of people.
2: That's a 24. Okay.
0: Ooh, he hidden. So what does it look like? Where would you hide in this area? You can see various booths of patrons. You can see a uh, one fiddler playing with another person playing like a like a big jar. You can see that the bar is there as well, and there's a few people sitting at the bar, but this is a pretty crowded place, so where would you is like to go a, to hide?
2: Like a back room or anything like that that I would see?
0: There is, but getting into it might be a little bit difficult. You can attempt it, difficult
2: though. Difficult how? Being seen, or just hard to get to?
0: Well, it's past the bartender, so if you want to go past the bar and into the back room, you could. Yeah. Whether you think your stealth is good enough to be seen or not by I'm him. I'm going to attempt, it. Yeah. All right, so you begin ducking behind a person and then you duck behind this barrel table and then you look and wait for a person to walk and you copy their gait as they begin walking. You then buttress yourself up against the bar and wait for the bartender to move directly past you, which will not see you. And you watch as he passes by, he begins shuffling some bottles around. You duck underneath his legs and slide into the back door, closing the door quietly as it creaks behind you. Shavi disappears into the darkness. You. As you do disappear into the darkness, you watch, however, From your view from the front door of the tavern, you can see that the swinging doors swing open. In the street beyond, you can see a griffin that seems to be parked and a city guards member walking in just looking around. But that's what you see as the door closes.
2: I'm just going to stay tight.
0: All right, so you duck yourself into a corner and just sit tight. At that, I need Drew and I need Sui to roll another D4, please. All right, so we'll go with Drew first. Drew, as you begin running through this area having just copped the hoof to the face. You begin dazily running and you're sort of weaving this way and that way as best you can, almost losing your footing. The griffin catches up to you and as it swoops down, does a 17 hit, Tracy. No, sir. A stumbling left and right. You watch as this talons begin to swoop down to try and get you. You feel them bearing down on you. How do you dodge it?
1: I'm going to turn into an animal here. So I'm just in the middle of an alleyway. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to turn into a rat and try and find like somewhere small to scurry off where they can't get me.
0: Very good. Very good. So you watch as this, this griffin begins to bear down on you. You can hear the calls of the guard on its back. And it's at that moment, you hear the cracking and snapping of your own spine as you begin to morph into this rat. And as you do, the talons just miss you and you begin weaving through uh, this wagon wheel and into this crevice of uh, piled up hay. And as you sit there in this rat form, you take a minute to breathe quick squeak squeak. you hear the cause of the griffin as it begins to loft up into the sky seemingly you're safe too roll a stealth check for me 10 for the stealth check all right so Best with ten. your 10 you're seemingly hidden you believe that you're pretty well safe just <laughs> sweet okay so as you begin running through the main courtyard you get to the market square of Cadmia and you look around this is a pretty open space you look and you can see two griffins now bearing down on you as you look around you can see the large clock tower there. You can see market stalls around you, the sense of spices and flowers hit your nose and there's people everywhere. You look around, roll a perception check. 10. 10, just enough. So as you begin looking, you can see to the left of the clock tower, this cloaked figure. You can see as he's looking at you, he seems to be a dwarvish man. He's got this red bristly beard poking behind his um, his, um, his black cloak. And as he looks towards you, he points to you and he beckons you over. I- Run over to him. As you run over to him, you watch as he holds his hand up and you can see the tattoo of the unseen. He says, Looks like you've found some trouble.
4: We
5: need to get you out of here.
4: My friend, wh- where wh- where are you from? I'm from the unseen. Which side, of the un- which side of the unseen? What do you mean, what side? Look, we can sit here and talk all day if you like, but it looks like you've got some company. I bolt in the other direction and just leave him standing there. Yeah, where are you going?
0: And as you bolt in the other direction... He says, "You're gonna. You're making a big mistake," and you begin running in the opposite direction.
4: Big brain move. Big brain. <laughs> big brain move. Could be a Delnak. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Delnak. <Yeah>. We out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so at that point, you're the only one still in the chase. Just yep. we. You need to roll an athletics check for me. Can I roll an acrobatics and try and get onto the roofs?
4: Yes. And <laughs> my acrobatics is a twenty-two. Okay, so as you
0: begin running up onto the roof, you are able to swing off of a window frame and you get up onto the roof quite easily. You begin moving around these te- uh, terraces and you sort of move around chimneys as well and you watch as the griffins begin swooping down to try and get you as well. One of them is going to go for you and it only gets a 12. No. Nah. So how do you dodge that?
4: Literally just uh, slide
0: and then jump next roof. All right, nice. You, you know, like
4: Halo sprint slide. Yeah, jump. Nice. Yeah, yeah, straight up.
0: Yeah, you sprint as it as you sprint, the talons just go straight over you, and your hair quaffs as it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As you as you immediately stand up, you begin running off, and you jump over onto the next roof. I need you to roll a let's say dexterity save. That'll be a twenty-one. Okay, so as you land, you watch as the tiles on the roof begin to slip and slide, and you do like a, a foot and a half of a slide down as the tiles dislodge, and you watch as they start to tumble down onto the road below. You easily navigate that and continue to run what do you do to try and escape
4: next all right so i'm on top of a roof have i what have i got either side down
0: so to the left of you where the tiles were falling there yep. is sort of a main alleyway street to the right of you seems to be taller buildings
4: all right can i see a window in the building next to me like to the right is there a window
0: Yes, and two of them are open. You can see one of them is like a flower sort of balcony and the other one is just an open window that seems to be about two foot wide. Flower balcony, jumping through that. Go for it, roll an acrobatics check. That is a 15. Okay, so as you run, you immediately leap and we get an undershot of justshui leaping from one roof to the other and you can see he's silhouetted by the sun and as he grabs onto the balcony he watches you you grip onto it your body slams into the side of it just and you begin to climb your way up onto the flower trestle you watches the pot full of flowers falls down and smashes onto the side at that minute you watches this woman stands up and inside the room and says you've ruined all my flowers
4: oh mon cherie uh, give me your name and I shall send you some more classic Roll a persuasion check that is a 13. She looks to you and she says,
5: Get out of my house.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I'm using the front door. And I jump up and bolt out the door. All right, so you begin running through this
0: uh, upstairs sort of living quarters. You begin moving down the stairs and you get into her lobby and you immediately. And you immediately. Back door,
4: back door, back door. Back door? Yeah.
0: All right, I you, said front door to her, but I'm going out the back door. All right. You immediately begin running towards the back door. And as you open it, you're in this alleyway and it seems to be quiet in here. Roll a perception check.
2: Maybe a little too quiet. <laughs>
0: uh, That is a 20. Okay. So you buttress yourself up against one of the walls. You look to the sky and you hear this griffin core as it banks and turns to the left away from you. He you watches the second one lands on the roof opposite you. As it lands on the roof opposite you, you see it looking from left to right. Stealth check? Stealth check, please.
4: 23. Okay.
0: As it looks from left to right, you watch as the guard also looks from left to right, pulls out this ocular device and begins looking through the city streets, pans directly over you, and the griffin (laughs) takes off and veers off to the right seems for this moment, all three of you are safe. As you're each in your safe positions, Drew, you wait a moment in rat form. Looking left to right, you can see the odd patrol moving from here to there. You also see various members of the city guard, which is different from the watch. They're foot soldiers and they begin moving their way to the uh, northeast of the city where you know the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild was. It's at that point, Shavi, as you're hiding in this tavern, you hear the gruff voice of a guard at the bar. He stands up on a stool, or you assume he does based on the sounds that you hear, and he says, we're looking for three individuals. If you've seen them, there'll be a hefty price for their capture. We require them for questioning. They're wanted for arson. One of them, one of them is a high elf, one of them a halfling, and the other is a human druid. If you see them, Please turn them into the watch immediately. You watch as you hear this drunk and say, get out of that tavern, you pig. <laughs> and as so at that point, he gets off and you watch as he goes out of the swinging door. What did the three of you guys do? I'm going to have a little bit of a kip
1: while I wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> squee-
3: squee-
0: I'll say you can him. have a short rest in rat form for an hour, but after that hour, you'll yeah. burst back out into Drew.
4: I start making my way through back alleys through to the sitting duck trying to only cross major streets when I can blend into a crowd moving that way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, doing all the stealthy things and all that kind of jazz, avoiding the guards. Yep. Yep.
0: Shavi?
2: Yes, I'll pretty much do the same, yeah. Sneakily, stealthily make my way to the fluffy sitting duck.
0: All right, so you watch as the storeroom door opens and as it does, you watch as the bartender seems to go to the right and as they go to the right and have their back towards you, you duck from behind the door out. And you immediately exit that tavern, making your way to the to the sitting duck. You guys all eventually meet up in the sitting duck. The fluffy sitting duck. The fluffy <coughs> that's sitting not canon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you can call it as characters. At that point, Josui, you're probably the one that goes in first. And as you walk in, you can see that um, Shifty's behind the bar. Uh, the usual old guy with the- Shifty? He looks at you and he says, Hello, do you need a drink? I need
4: many drinks. Right, I'll keep them coming. Where's your friends? That is a good question. I assume they were already here. I've only seen you today. Well then, we shall wait with beer.
0: <laughs> All right, so after about 10 to 15 minutes or so, you watch as Shavi bolts in the front door, closes it and does that thing where his hands are either side, just <gasps> looking either side, left and right. You look at Shifty and he says to you, Oh, you're in a hurry. Your friend's here. Oh, it's just me. Luelle, Signor! Wee mm.
1: wee. Oui, oui. I think at mm. that point I'm going to rat Scurry over, probably climb up on Xavi's back and then just pop back into human form. Hey, it's me, <laughs> <your> boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you watch as Xavi is just immediately crushed into the um, wooden floor with this massive drew on his back. Yeah, excellent.
1: I give him a little, like, grab him by the scruff and just rub his forehead. Come here, you little rat
2: baggy. Yeah. Well,
4: friends, yeah. It, uh, it seems we're in a wee bit of a pickle.
2: Hmm. Absolutely.
4: And not in the good way of being a pickle. What's the good way? <laughs> There's
2: a good anyway. pickle.
4: <laughs> well, sometimes it's good to bath in vinegar. So I'm told. Shifty. <laughs> <laughs> your job is to get us drinks. My apologies, Jiswi. Mm. Do you need me
0: to contact Dragan?
2: First, one don't. of your finest apple juices, please. <laughs> Juice for the little one.
4: <laughs> do we think contacting Dragon is a good idea at this time or do we bail?
2: Are we safe here?
4: I don't think we're safe anywhere at the moment, my friend. Do we get out of town? I think that might be the best option. With how, haste.
1: How far is it to Drew's mum's place? <sighs> I think Dragon's gonna back you up. He's not gonna yeah, he's not gonna throw you under oh, the bus. More is are we
2: safe in Cadmia?
1: Hmm. Well maybe we should reach out for Dragon and tell him to somewhere or something like that.
4: I don't know if trusting Dragon is the best idea right now.
1: Him and Xavi are pretty close. I think we can trust him.
4: Is Dragon with Delnak, do we know this
1: nah he'd definitely be against Delnak,
2: for sure
4: do we know if Delnak has not consolidated at this point Um,
2: as far as we know not yet
4: he just blew up the valiant odyssey i think dragon is making a Uh, i think delnac is making a play
2: i don't think that involves anyone else other than him though so
4: i shall sit back let us do this your way
2: well i trust i trust dragon I don't know what you guys think. I'm happy to take your lead. Consult with him and figure out after.
4: I'm still 100% get the fudge out of town.
2: Safest option? Probably, yeah, let's get out.
4: If you want to, maybe Dragon can help us get out.
2: Do you guys want to go first and I'll consult Dragon? I will meet up with you later. Where do you want to meet? The spot.
4: <laughs> okay uh, Backstory The spot being A copse of trees Like a mile Outside of Cadmia, All Excellent. over it Yeah Yep
0: All Underneath right. a Let's say A pear tree The fluffy tree
4: mm. We'll call it The fluffy tree <laughs> I think Delnak is tracking me Delnak is not Tracking you two I need to find a way To stop Delnak Knowing What we're doing Who we're seeing What we're saying mm. I shall meet you at the spot, I'm going to ask a friend if he knows of any ways that I can mask Delnak. But I think we should go separately, Drew.
1: Excellent. Like right before we part, I say, "Hey, sweetie, what's a rogue's favorite position?" I do not know. They always do it from behind, <laughs> <laughs> and I,
4: <laughs> I I kiss him on the cheek ah my friend my friend you are very funny for things you do not know anything about
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's funny because it's true (laughs) it's at that moment where you guys bid your farewells just and drew going to the same location just through different avenues and shavi i imagine you wait in the sitting dark as shifty begins to contact dragon um after about an hour or so shavi dragon comes in to the sitting duck. He watches his half-orc form lumbers in. He takes off this coat as the weather is indeed getting a little bit colder and he lays it onto the table, this heavy fur coat, and he moves over to you. He sits down, his weight hefting under the seat.
5: He looks at you and he says, Good to see you safe, boy.
2: I was never really in any danger, but do you, you obviously know what's going on?
5: I've heard whispers. Nothing really escapes my ears. I think it might be safe if... You move yourself out of town for a while.
2: That's the best advice. Is there anything else I should do before I go? Or
5: just the unseen? It's in disarray. There's a new player, one at the top. Seems like he's pretty powerful. He's divided the blade and also Freuden. We don't know where we stand. Where do you stand? I'm with the Unseen as it is now. So I guess I'm with the Blade. Do
2: you know where the Blade stands?
5: I don't think he'll give up his power easily. But if what they say is true about this new player, the Resistance may not last long. He claims to be the originator of the Unseen clan. One of the first. With a history like that, it's going to be hard not to deny him loyalty. I want you to know that my initial priority will always be with you, son. Is there a chance of
2: making our own unseen?
5: We could. But creating an organisation like that is costly and will take some time. Do we have time? I don't think so. I think the best thing for you and your party to do at the moment is to lay low for a few days on the outskirts of town. I can give you the coordinates of a a reclusive shack in the woods. If you wanted to stay there, I can deliver some things to you. I can do my best to clear your name within the city so you can show your face here again. I have some people that I can find if they're not already dead. All right. That sounds good, Dragon.
2: Always appreciate everything you do. We do have a spot that I'll be meeting my friends, and I know we'll be safe there, so but anything you can do to help will be greatly appreciated, yeah.
5: Well I'll get in contact with Arden. He nods and he says Your arrest warrants will already be going through the magistrates. If anyone can talk to Barzen, it'll be him. You, you didn't do it, did you?
2: (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) We're we stuck between a rock and a hard place with Delnak, where he's kind of got us around the throat. We want to resist, but we know his power, and it's hard to.
5: It's the trouble. Sometimes you get in too deep. We'll get you out of this. I won't let you suffer like I have. If it costs me my life, I'll get you out of this, son. You watch as he stands, he puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, You better not fucking die.
0: He grabs his coat and he begins to leave. No one dies today, Dragon. Or any other. He closes the door behind him. Shifty from the bar says, (laughs) Well, that was fucking touching. (laughs) (laughs) I miss my daddy. And it's at that moment you begin making your way stealthily out of town to the fluffy tree. Six days later we cut to a trade road. A lonely trade road in the grasslands. You watch as a wagon heads towards the east and walking toward the west a weary looking tabaxi. Fur matted. You can see sand strewn all through his pelt. You can see his clothes are worn and tattered. He hasn't drunk in a few days. Dehydrated. As he trudges one foot after the other, you can see that his feet are bare. You also notice that he's brandishing a few fresh scars. We look to Key. Key, as you begin trudging, you start to feel. The elements beginning to pour down on you. You're heading east. Your direction and purpose, you're not too sure. You just know that this is the way you feel you need to go. As you begin to veer in and out of consciousness, you begin to sway. The midday sun blaring down on you. The weather's quite cool, but having not drunk in quite some time, it's definitely doing a toll on you. You feel a flash in your vision. And as you do, you just see this explosion of blood you remember the crushing of the head of Ornstone, you hear the laugh, blue flashing eyes and green arcane light Delnak. the memory in your
5: head just persistent you hear a voice where are you here yeah, kitty
3: get out of my head
0: As you say that, you hear the sound of a wagon approaching and you hear the sound of it slowing down.
5: What do you do?
3: I immediately um, stop to look at the wagon and I'll just take note who is driving. Mm -hmm. What do I see?
0: Roll a perception check. 24. Okay, so as you look through your blurred vision, you see a woman slender in frame, grey curly hair that goes to the middle of the back you can see she's got a bandana across the top that goes down under her chin and you can see she's wearing a fi- not a fine gown but it seems to be pretty well made over the back you can see a draped cloth that seems to be over the wagon that seems to be covering the contents and you can see that it seems to be drawn by a, a brown pony you watch as she stops it she gets out and it's at this point you realise you're like you're like on all fours clutching your head. As you say that, you hear a voice that says, Who's Delnak?" And she moves towards you and you know the voice is coming from her.
3: How do you know that name? You just said it. I said Delnak.
0: Yes, just now. You said get out of my head.
3: I didn't realise I said that out loud.
0: She hands you a water skin.
3: I immediately grab it and just touch.
0: As you take it, she says, can you stand? I think so. Where are you
3: headed? I, I don't know. I'm just following this path. You're heading east. East? Where did I just come from?
0: Well, judging by your pel,t it looks like you've spent some time in the dry expanse.
3: Do you have any food? I do. I come. don't. I don't have any money to offer you.
0: I don't require any. I'm Tristabel. You see, she's probably like 40 or so years old. An older sort of...
3: Does she... um, Can I make a perception check on her to see if she's trustworthy? Insight check. Insight check. Yep.
0: 22. Okay, so you're naturally suspicious as always. Looking at her, she has a very soft face. Whenever somebody's kind like this to you, you're always suspicious. You're not used to it. But looking at her... She doesn't have any of the telltale signs of a betrayer, but she could.
3: Yeah. I ask her, who are you? Where are you going?
0: I'm Tristabel. I'm taking these supplies to the east. I'm heading to Magaris on the coast.
3: Megaris? Is that a fishing port?
0: It is known for its fishermen, yes.
5: Amongst many other things.
3: What kind of supplies are you you taking?
5: Mostly food and water.
3: And who are these supplies for?
0: They say that um, some of the Capitolian forces, well, they're not doing so well in the territory's war. After the collapse of Capitol, Heraclesians arrived through these lands. I don't even know if Megara still stands. But I'll take these to the troops regardless.
3: I don't suppose I could catch a ride with you. I'm exhausted. Of course. I just hop in the back.
0: She nods. As you move your way around the back, roll a perception check for me. Nat 20. All right. So with that natural 20, you make your way around the back of the cart. And as you do, upon the back door, you can see a symbol carved into the back. You can see it's a circle. And you can see 10 spokes coming off of it, almost looking like a sun. As you look at that, you also notice with your natural 20 that the cart is depressed as if there is something very heavy in the back.
3: In the in the back of the cart?
0: Yeah. You can see it's like one of those old Western wagons where the cloth is covering right. in a semicircle sort of fashion, but it looks like something very heavy is in the back. Okay. Either supplies or something else, you're not sure, but it's, it's very heavily laden.
3: Has the cart already started to move? No, you haven't gotten still, in it yet. Oh, I haven't gotten it in it no, yet. No, you're just looking at the door at the moment. Okay. I peek around the corner to see where um, mm-hmm. is that her name Trisabelle is, if she's like mounting the pony. She's not mounting
0: it at the moment. She's rounding the same <laughs> side you went. Yeah. And she um, she sort of gets to, this, to the side behind you and she says, just through there.
3: Okay, no worries. I'll be on in a moment. I just kind of wait for her to turn her back. Can I roll a religion check to see if I recognize the symbol? Yep. Six.
0: You don't recognize it at all. <laughs> it could be it could be a personal symbol of her company. It could be a family. You have no idea. But yep. interestingly enough, as you're waiting for that perfect moment for her to turn her back on you, she doesn't. She just looks at
3: you. Do you have a question for me? You seem to be poised. Just waiting for you to get comfortable. I just stick my head in and I quickly look around to see where I'll be sitting. So you open the door? Yeah. All right. You open the door. Uh-oh. Does a 22 hit your AC? Ah, oh. Oh. Uh, Yeah, it does. Is it, is it, am I being hit? Yes.
0: You take seven points of bludgeoning damage. And oh. as you get punched directly into the nose, you look up through foggy vision, already exhausted as you are. And you can see this heavy half troll just looking at you. heavy half ogre looking at you and you just feel this and this amazing just disgusting breath hit you you hear Tristabel say get him and you watch as you get hands on you um they're attempting to grapple you so you have to try and escape two grapples with acrobatics or uh athletics it's your choice
3: all right i'll roll in acrobatics Mm -hmm. 17 and that is 26
0: okay so the first one goes to grab you. And as he grabs you, he grabs onto your shoulders and you just shrug them off. And the second one goes to grab you as well. And he goes to grab your uh, vest that you're wearing and put his meaty hand upon your person. And as he does that, you just sort of shrug your shoulder and almost karate, like just push his hand away from you. And you get into fighting stance. Uh, it's at that point you watch these two half, ogres then just lumber out almost clown car like of this wagon and you watch as it now stops being depressed and you watch as those two begin circling around you and Tristabel moves around you as well and she says you couldn't make it easy could you cat just get in the back
3: I can't catch a break what is your motive here
0: people like you are very valuable to the people I'll sell you to
3: who are you going to sell me to you look like
0: you've got nothing to live for anyway excuse me perhaps this would be a better form of life you're going to the copper ring. Get in the back now.
3: I immediately strike her with my whip and I aim for her face. Uh, Roll an attack. Uh, whip crack with this whip a tail. <laughs> and um, the beast was done. <laughs> <laughs> Be you angels. angels. <laughs> yes.
5: Excellent.
0: 12. Okay, so with a 12 you do hit her and you watch as your whip cracks. The blade on the end of it strikes her across the face and you give her a scar from forehead all the way down to cheek. Can you roll damage for me, please?
3: Uh, Five.
0: Five points of damage.
3: Uh, I'll also use stun attack.
0: All right. So constitution save. Uh, That'll be a nine, which I believe will fail. So the stun attack works. As you whip her, um, you move forward and you basically just palm her in the face because it has to be a melee attack for the the stun. So I'll say flavor-wise, you go and palm her in the face. And as you do, you watch as she bears down on her knees Blood pouring out of her face, and you can see between her fingers is just covered in blood, and she's screaming. And you watch as she says, Nobs, Shale, take him down. And you watch as these two ogres just try to bear down on you again. What do you do?
3: Um. So, how close are these ogres to me?
0: Like 15 feet. They're so closing they're already, though, they're starting they're to
3: run. They're closing in on me? Yep. So, they're running at me from both sides? Yep. Okay.
0: And uh, the cart is pretty much in front of you. So, from the left okay. of you, Two of them are running towards you. The cart's in front of you and Tristabel's to your right. Okay.
3: I will move 15 feet back away mm-hmm. from from the engagement. So they're coming at me. I'm in the middle. I'll, I'll move 15 feet backwards. Yep.
0: So you backflip backwards 15 feet, slide in the dust, and you watch as your whip just whips around you again, exactly like you did in the pit of freighter. Yep. You watch as these two individuals take a moment because they can see that you're actually, even though you're exhausted, this cat's got some fight left in it. You watch as these ogres just move across their back with their hand and they pull out, one of them pulls out a hefty meat cleaver and the other one pulls out this chain and they start swinging it as they're moving towards you. You watch as Tristabelle's screams are just echoing through the air.
3: I will attempt to use my whip, uh, which is in range. Um, I'm going to aim for their ankles to try and just um, one of the ogres Mm -hmm. dislodge them off their feet. I'm going to attempt to do that.
0: So I'll get you to roll an attack with your whip. And then as in addition to that, I'll get you to roll a uh, athletics check to try and pull them off their feet. Okay. So uh, attack first. If this hits, then you'll go for the... An eight. So as you whip, you watch as this, this half ogre just lifts his foot and stands on it. As it does, the whip gets tight and you watch as the other one begins moving straight towards you and he's going to go for the grapple again. So you need athletics or acrobatics to try and escape. Acrobatics watch watches the second one, releases his foot, and he'll go for the grapple as well. You need to roll a second one. So what was your first one?
3: Um, 21.
0: Okay, so you just escape that one. As he goes to get you, you jump out of the way, and he almost like football tackles, and you slide out of the way. And the next one's 20. All right, and you get out of this one as well. You watch as they get up, and you watch as they're just, they've got this fuck this attitude on. Now they're just trying to slice at you. So what do you do?
3: Okay, so are they like literally five feet away from me now? Yep. Okay, step of the wind so I can disengage mm-hmm. safely? Yep. And by doing so, I want to use feline agility to jump out from there and jump onto the the front of the cart and then attempt to drive off.
0: All right. So as you jump off from this second grapple, you flip, jump onto the head of another one and then get onto the back and start running up its back that's inclined. And as you jump off of its back... You do this flip in the air, grab onto the top of the cart, pull yourself up in almost a parkour fashion. And then as you flip, you land directly onto the seat. You grab the reins, animal handling chair.
1: Parkour, parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour. A five. Where's the
2: fucking 20s?
0: (laughs) I was led to believe you only rolled
5: 20s.
0: (laughs) As you sit into this chair, you grab the reins, you flick them and say, ha! (laughs) And nothing happens. (laughs) Mush! I check to see um, where the pony is attached to the uh, wagon. Yep. You can see these two pieces of wood that are strapped onto. It's barding. Definitely cuttable.
3: What's the straps? Leather. Leather. Okay. I use the um, the dagger on my whip to cut those real quickly with just going.
0: Yep. Done. You watch as the cart just falls directly down on either side of the pony. And it's at this stage you listen and behind you, you can hear the ogres getting up and moving towards you slowly. At this point as well, uh, Tristabel, sorry. Has also seemingly moved from her position. You have, you don't have sight of her.
3: Yeah, um, I launch myself off the wagon as it's starting to descend and hit the ground, mm-hmm. land um, to attempt to land on the pony. Yep, which I do. Acrobatics check. That
0: is a seventeen. Yeah, absolutely. You do, and you go Errol Flynn style directly onto the back of the pony. And it's at that point you get yourself ready, grab the reins. Animal handling check. Seventeen. You hit the reins and as you do, you look towards the corner of your left eye and you can see this flash coming towards you. You duck just in time to see this meat cleaver go directly over your head. And at that point, you also feel a grip onto your heel. You look down and you can see as you're taking off on the horse, Tristabel is holding onto your ankle and she says, you're not getting away from me that easy.
3: What do you do? I um, get my quarterstaff and I just sort of prod her in the face. <laughs> 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 all right, yeah. I'll get you to do a contested grapple
0: check because this is essentially a shove with your quarterstaff. So this will have to be your athletics. That's has excellent. to be athletics? Yeah, with a shove, yeah.
3: 14. You succeed. Oh. All right, so
0: as you shove her off, you punch her once in the face and you open up the scar that little bit more. So it's now like a really hefty bruise on her face. You can see her gray hair now all matted with blood and as you hit her a second time, you watch as the horse is going almost full speed now. She lets go of your ankle and starts to tumble in the sand. And as she tumbles in the sand, you watch as she just falls flat and she gets up and looks at you as you gallop off into the distance. Yeah. Heading further and further east.
3: As I gallop off, I um I look back and uh, I reach into my pocket and I grab what's left of a half eaten peach and I start munching on that. And uh, I'm concerned about my next meal because that's all i got left. The peach is <laughs> <laughs> you begin
0: galloping east into the sunset. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future, guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there valiant odyssey is growing and it's all because of you so thank you so much for your patronage make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium we'll see you next week
5: welcome to the odyssey